Hi, and welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and lives. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that's been on my mind a lot, and I'm guessing it's been on your mind too, and that is the fact that, at least here in the U.S., we kind of have no idea what school might look like come the fall. We were initially thinking everything would be back to normal, and now we're just flat out not sure what it's going to look like. All kinds of theories and ideas are being thrown around, and that leaves us teachers wondering, how am I supposed to use this summer? Am I supposed to plan for all these different possibilities? Like how on earth am I supposed to get ready for next year if I don't even know what school is going to look like? And so we are going to talk about that both from the mental side and also the practical side. And I really hope that this episode is going to be helpful for you. Before we get to that though, I wanted to invite you to join us in one of our summer book clubs. We'll have two book clubs going, one for the Take Heart and Teach book, How to Teach with Excellence, balance and the joy of the Lord even when things are crazy and the other is for create your dream classroom you can join both of these book clubs there's no charge for the club all you need is a copy of the book you can join them at teachfortheheart.com slash book club and both of them are just a great way to connect with fellow teachers get new fresh ideas you know, re-inspire yourself before we head back to school in the fall. And that's actually part of what we're going to be talking about today. As I said, the problem is that we don't know what school is going to look like in the fall. And honestly, this is just, it's changing so quickly. The conversation is changing so quickly. Uh, a couple weeks ago, it was one thing. Now it's something else. And honestly, between the time I'm even recording this episode and it goes live, it's probably going to change again. And it'll change again within the next few weeks. Uh, there's just, we. this situation is evolving rapidly. Um, things are changing. New information is coming out. We don't know how things, we don't know how this epidemic is going to respond, if, if cases are going to go up, if they're going to go down. The whole situation is in flux, and that has left the conversation about school very much in flux as well. At least at the time of this recording, there's all kinds of ideas being thrown about. There's ideas of blended days, of blended learning, continuing online, trying to do it in school. People are throwing on the idea of doing school outside instead of inside. There are just a million different ideas being thrown around. And I know, I know if you're anything like me, it's extremely stressful. <laughs> we teachers like to plan, at least a lot of us do. We like to know what's going to happen and then spend the summer getting ready for it. And it's just not going to be like that this year. And so I want to help you think through how do you cope with this? And then how do you make the best use of your summer considering all these unknowns? And I will say up front, this is a little bit of my opinion. So if you have a different perspective, you can feel free to deviate from what I'm going to recommend to you, obviously, okay? But I do think that I, I've given this a fair amount of thought, and I think the recommendations that I'm going to give to you, you will find helpful. So let's go through these. Number one, this one is not an opinion. This one is gospel truth, literally. And that is we have to take our worries and our concerns to God over and over and over. I have to start here before we get into the quote unquote practical, because this is actually the most practical advice I can give you. And that is every single time, and I'm I'm trying to practice this myself as well, it is a practice. Every single time that 
I start to feel stressed. Every single time that I think, oh my goodness, like how can I plan? I don't know what's going to happen. I have to take that to God and you do too. We have to go back to him over and over and over. Every time we feel our stress level rise, every time we start to think, oh, every time we just don't know what to do, we have to go to him, take our concerns to him and say, God, I trust you. You are in control. You know exactly what's going to happen and exactly what's not. You're not going to let anything happen that's going to ruin your plan. You are in control. I trust you. I trust you to give me the wisdom that I need when I need it. I choose not to worry about this. And we're going to have to we're going to have to do that over and over and over. <laughs> it's going to be hopefully become more and more of a habit, but I had to start there. When you're worried, when you're stressed, Take your concerns to God. And if you're feeling this stress right now, I encourage you, hit pause on hit pause on this podcast and take a moment and just pray and give your worries to God and then hit play. I'll give you a second. Go ahead, hit pause. All right, and we're back and we're gonna continue. So first of all, we're taking our worries and our concerns to God. Number two, I highly, highly recommend that you take time this summer to rest and refresh your mind. These last few months have been a bear. You have been forced to innovate. You have been forced to use new technology you're not used to. You have done so much creative thinking and you have worked really hard. You need a mental break. So take it. One way or another, we've done, we're going to have to keep innovating next year, okay? Even if things are back to quote-unquote normal, there's going to need to be innovation. And chances are there's going to need to be at least some type of changes or accommodations. So you're going to need to innovate. You've got to have a fresh mind when that comes. If you spend all of June and July frantically trying to come up with a solution for every eventuality that's out there, your mind is going to be done. You're not going to be able to come up with real solutions when you finally do have the information and you need to come up with them. So we have to take some time this summer to let your mind rest, okay? I think that is critical. Give your mind some space to rest. If ideas come to you, write them down. And and maybe you even spend some time exploring them and getting excited about them. But this is not the time to allow your mind to get into that stress zone where you're racking your brain to come up with solutions to problems that may or may not even materialize. And just an aside, I actually don't think that stress zone where we're frantically racking our mind is ever good. I think we always need to take that to God as well and ask him um, to fill us with his ideas. But that is a definitely surefire thing If that that is not what we want to do, especially in, in this June and July. We do not want to be in that stress zone where we're worried and frantically trying to come up with solutions to, you know, five or six different possibilities um, that, like I said, may or may not even happen. We have to save that mental energy. So as much as you can, try not to go down all that rabbit, all those rabbit holes right now um, and prioritize time for your mind to rest and refresh. So prioritize activities or just blank space this summer where your mind can wander and give yourself permission to say, I'm not thinking about school right now. That's one of the healthiest things you can do. And like I said, you're saving that mental energy for when you need it. Number three, I really recommend spend more time this summer 
thinking about things you want to change than worrying about things that may or may not have to change. I'm going to say that again. Spend more time thinking about things that you want to change than worrying about things that may or may not have to change. So here's the thing. Because we've been forced to innovate, because life, the normal pattern of life has been interrupted, a lot has changed and a lot of possibilities have been illuminated. And I think it's super worthwhile to spend some time this summer thinking about things that you want to change in your classroom based on what you've learned. For example, maybe you've discovered that some students that struggled in your typical classroom actually did really well online. And you want to explore that. Why did they do do well? What changed for them that was good? And how could I incorporate those types of things into my normal classroom? This is a good use of your mental energy because it's invigorating. It's exciting. It's not stress-based. And it's going to help students no matter what. There are so many things like this that there's so many opportunities, ideas, innovations that this situation has uncovered. It's forced us to go back to what the question of what is the core of learning. It's forced us to ask what matters most. And those lessons are lessons that we want to carry into next fall, next year, and into the next 20 years. Honestly, this could spurn a... Just complete revolution is the wrong word. Renaissance, really, of education. And so we are much better served. Our students are much better served focusing on that renaissance, that what do I want to change? And it would be such a tragedy if the opportunity to ask and to explore those questions was lost because we spent all our mental energy worrying about, well, what if we have half days? What if we have split time? What if I have to do some virtual learning? What if I have to do this? What if I have to have my kids be spread apart? What if my kids have to sit in their desk? What if we have to be outside? (laughs) Do you hear how exhausting that is? Just trying to think through those eight different scenarios and plan for each one And all of those are just temporary. Those are temporary things you may have to deal with for a few months, okay? But those questions of how can we help students learn? What is the core of education? How can we better motivate students? How can we take what we learned and bring it back in the classroom? How can we support students' mental health and their well-being as a whole person? These are questions that are so worth asking. They're going to serve you in August, in September, in October, in November, in 2021, in 2025, in 2030. They're going to serve us forever. They're going to serve our kids. So I'm challenging you. Um, if you want to spend some time this summer tackling big questions, spend it on that. Spend time thinking about what you want to change and try to put as much time and energy into that and as much time and energy away from worrying about things that may or may not even happen. Okay. Obviously, you can see I'm a little bit passionate about this. (laughs) So let's review. Number one, take your worries and concerns to God over and over. Number two, take time this summer to rest and refresh your mind. Number three, when you do think about school, spend more time thinking about things you want to change than worrying about things that may or may not have to change. Number four, if you want to do some PD or reading time, I recommend that you spend it 
focusing on learning new ideas that excite and re-inspire you and that will improve your teaching long term. So this really goes along with the point before. And that is if you're looking for, if you want to do some professional development or some reading, once again, focus on things that you want to change long term. All right. I really don't think that the best use of your time is focusing on just what's going to help you if you happen to teach need to teach virtually for a month. Okay, I think it's better to focus on long-term things because those are going to help you either way, no matter what the fall looks like. If you focus on things that will re-inspire and excite you and improve your teaching long-term, that's going to serve you no matter what. So for example, if you're like, man, I really need to focus on my time management. I have not been balanced. I am always overwhelmed. Then the 40-Hour Teacher Workweek by Angela Watts, a great program. Maybe you need to work on classroom management. Uh, then that's something. We have Classroom Management 101. We have Beyond Classroom Management. Um, There's so many other things. Maybe you want to learn more about tech. Maybe this has opened your eyes to all the possibilities that are involved in technology. And you're like, I want to learn more about tech. Then you should. Uh, Maybe you want to explore project-based learning. Whatever it is, find something you want to improve on. And that time is worthwhile because it will get your creative juices going and it will benefit you and your students no matter what school looks like in the fall. If your school district is back to, you know, somewhat quote unquote normal, you'll have new skills that will work both now and in the future. And if you do end up dealing with a situation that's virtual or blended learning, these tools will still help you both now and in the future. So once again, does that mean that you don't have any training on virtual classrooms or anything like that? Uh, That doesn't necessarily mean that, but I do think you should spend the bulk of your time on things that excite you and on long-term solutions. And I'll get to this in a second, but once you know what school the situation is going to be, then you can tackle those like short-term deficiencies, the trainings you need short-term. So number four was focus PD reading time on learning new ideas that excite and re-inspire you and will improve your teaching long term. Number five, plan what you can and let go of what you cannot. Sometimes our tendency is to get frustrated about all the things that we cannot do and all the things that we don't know. This is just natural to be really frustrated by the fact that we don't know. But that is a pure drain and a waste of our mental energy. So I want to tell you, don't waste your mental energy on that. Don't waste your mental energy being frustrated about what you can't do and what you don't know. Instead, here's what you need to ask yourself. Well, what can I do? You know, it's June. What can I do? It's July. What can I do? All summer, ask yourself that question. You know, here's all the things I don't know, but what do I know? What do I know will be helpful regardless? And spend your time getting those things done. There's plenty of things that you can do that will help you be prepared. It may not have been the things you normally tackle in the summer, but once again, just ask yourself, what can I do uh, that will help and leave space for last minute adjustments if needed? And then let go of what you cannot control. Go back to number one, take them to God. Take those worries, take those concerns to God, give them to him and choose to trust him and just let go 
to the best of your ability of the things that you cannot control. Finally, number six, when you get answers, then tackle those challenges. So as we talked about, there's a lot of different scenarios, a lot of different ideas being floated out there. Once you get clear direction from your administrator about what is happening, then you can tackle those challenges, all right? Then you can work out your plan. And I do recommend highly planning a couple days into your calendar, maybe in those weeks leading up to back to school, and dedicating them purely to adjust to whatever is needed. So in other words, maybe you look at your calendar and you say, okay, I'm going back to school on this day. Typically, I'd be in my classroom these days. And plan one or two days in the week before that. And, you know, Check in with your spouse or whatever it needs to and plan. If you have kids, plan for someone to watch your kids. Plan for that time to be dedicated, some serious time where you can be by yourself and just plan and adjust to whatever the situation is. If you have that time blocked on your calendar, then any time that you're stressed thinking, man, what am I going to do if this? What am I going to do if that? What am I going to do if the other? You can think, you know what? I know I have two days completely cleared off my schedule. My, I'm going to be all by myself. I'm going to spend these two days figuring out my plan or adjusting my plan to whatever new situation there is. If you know that you have time dedicated to solve whatever problem comes up, that is going to clear so much of your worry. You'll know I'll be able to figure it out then because honestly, a lot of what stresses us out, at least what stresses me out, is feeling like I'm not going to have time to deal with whatever is thrown at me. You know, if this happens, I'm not going to have time to adjust to it. I'm not going to have time to figure out a solution. But if you plan the time now and say, you know, hey, I I have this time set aside to deal with whatever's thrown at me, then it will free you up all summer and then it will give you space to actually think through and make the adjustments that you need. And so I highly recommend that. And then if you end up not needing that time, then, then bonus, you can use it for something else that you care about. So plan some time. Look at your calendar, plan a day or two, whatever you think would be helpful uh, to use to think and plan and adjust as needed. And then if you do have situations that you have to adjust to, remember to be creative. So as, as things emerge, once again, I do recommend waiting until they're pretty finalized because I do think it's possible that schools are going to send out directions uh, like constantly changing throughout the summer. But when you're at the point where you're pretty sure that this is actually what's happening and you're ready to tackle it, be creative. So the key is don't think I have to do blank. Instead, ask, how can I? So the first, when you say, man, I have to do this, it's very limiting. It makes you feel like you're being forced into a box that you don't want to be in. But instead, if you ask, how can I insert whatever modification you have to do in a way that will work for me and for my students? That starts opening up your mind. And look for those creative solutions. Look for solutions that will work on a longer term basis. Hopefully even any accommodations we have to make in the fall, hopefully they're not indefinite. But even so, we cannot do next year the way we did the end of this year. The way that we did the end of this year was crisis mode. It was survive these months. It was not sustainable. And so you need to do you, your students, 
and your family the service of finding more sustainable solutions for the fall. And that involves asking, how can I? Okay, you have to find a way. You're going to need to find a way to do it in a way that's not going to burn you out, that's not going to take too much time. And the thing is, normally there is a way if you ask that question. If you if you assume there's an answer and you look for it, you can often find something that will work or at least work a lot better than what you initially thought you had to do. So I encourage you to be creative as that comes out. And this is actually a perfect a perfect opportunity to mention to you again something that I mentioned to you earlier, and that is Angela Watson's 40-Hour Teacher Workweek Club. I highly recommend this program. If you've been thinking about joining and just haven't joined or if you're not familiar with it, you can head to teachfortheheart.com slash 40hourteacher to find out more about it. But the reason that I'm really recommending it even more, I always recommend it, but I recommend it even more so this year because I think the demands on teachers' time might be even more this year than normal. And once again, like I just said, that's not sustainable. You have to find a way to be able to teach and still balance your other aspects of your life. It cannot take over your whole life. It it will do too much of a toll on you, on your mental health, on your family, and honestly, honestly, on your students too. When we are frazzled and overwhelmed and overworked, we're not giving our best help to our students. And Angela's 40-Hour Teacher Workweek Club is amazing because it shows you ways to be a better teacher with less time. It's really incredible. Uh, Her solutions are are just phenomenal. And she goes through a variety of areas and it does not take a lot of time. It's just like one small change each month and it adds up to huge results. So if you've never checked that out, that would definitely be a great investment of your time over the summer. It's going to help you whether you're virtual, blended, traditional. it, It doesn't matter what the fall looks like. This program will help you tackle it. It's actually not open quite yet. I believe enrollment opens June 7th. But if you head to teachfortheheart.com slash 40hourteacher, you can get all the information and be ready to go when enrollment does open. Well, guys, I really hope this has been helpful. Let's review the six key points of today's talk. First of all, take your worries and concerns to God. Number two, take time this summer to rest and refresh your mind. Number three, spend more time thinking about things you want to change than worrying about things that may or may not have to change temporarily. Number four, focus PD and reading time on learning new ideas that excite and re-inspire you and that will improve your teaching long term. Number five, plan what you can and let go of what you cannot. And number six, when you get answers, then tackle those challenges and plan time to do so. Let's take a second and pray about this together and practice bringing these concerns to the Lord. Father, we thank you that you are here. We thank you that you are sovereign, that nothing can ever happen that will destroy your plan for us and for our students and for our families, and that you take even the worst circumstances and somehow use them to teach us and to mold us and to bring good out of them for your glory and for the good of us and those around us. And I just thank you for that. I thank you that we can trust you with this. And Father, I I take all of my worries and I pray for each teacher now that they will take their 
their worries to you. Father, we don't know what the fall is going to look like. We want to know. We 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 all have different concerns about this, but we we all wish we knew what it was going to look like so we could at least plan, but we don't know. And so I pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds. I pray that we will trust in you. And Father, I pray that you will give so much wisdom to every every governor, every educational leader, every principal, every administrator, every district superintendent, that you will give them so much wisdom, so much clarity to know what is best for students, uh, to know what is best for teachers, and to just make so many wise decisions across the country. Please encourage our hearts, remind us to continually pray for those um, that are making those decisions. And I pray that you will give wisdom, give peace, and I just thank Thank you so much that you are in control, that we can trust you, and that your joy can fill our hearts even in the midst of so much uncertainty. Thank you so much, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you guys would like to review these or kind of bookmark this article so that you have these six key points to refer back to throughout the summer, you can find this at teachfortheheart.com slash 145. That's teachfortheheart.com slash 145. And if you have found this podcast helpful, I hope that you'll do a few different things. Number one, I hope you'll tell a friend about it. Number two, I hope you'll subscribe in Apple in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or your favorite podcast app. And number three, you can also leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify, and that helps more teachers to find this podcast. Well, thank you guys again so much. I look forward to speaking with you again again soon. In two weeks, we're actually going to be back here with a conversation with Dave Stewart Jr., where we explore some of these ideas further. We're going to be talking about some ways that we can reimagine school and to do some of that big picture thinking of changes that we actually want to make. So I hope you'll join us back in two weeks for that special episode. In the meantime, keep growing, keep trusting. You really are making a difference.